0: It's our Vision Builder Series, and it's at the culmination of four weeks. It's the fourth week, and today we're going to do um, our Commitment Sunday, where we're going to bring the what we've been praying about for God to uh, that you know that God would. Um, and we've asked people to pray, like God, what do you want me to participate? How do you want me to participate in this offering? And we're going to bring that today. We're going to pledge that. Um, over the 12 months. So if you haven't been here over the four weeks and you're wanting to know what it is, I've got little pamphlets that you can peruse through at your own leisure. And obviously, if this is the first time you're hearing about Vision Builders and you're, you're a part of this church and you want to be involved and you, you want to take some time, you can do that. Um, just because you're not ready to do that today, you can take some time and think about it, pray about it. That's the most important thing. And bring it in, um, you know, as... As you can in the future, as you feel led to. Um, so, really, what it is, it's a, it's a, um, it's an offering building the future of our church. We we believe that God has called us to make an impact here in in this city and uh, in this you know this area of Joondalup. And so, this is a our twelve month offering, which is over and above our regular giving. And we want to to raise funds in the areas of our building, um, this facility. And I talked about this in depth over the last four weeks. So. Sorry if it feels shallow, but we don't have time to keep going into depth. But in the era of our building, um, A, mainly to, to show the bank that we can, uh, we can pay for the mortgage of this building, that we are viable people that can um, facilitate the loan. Um, and so we've been... We, we are, I met with the bank. He, he took me out for lunch, the, the manager of the, the dude that um, does the relationships with the charities... And he was basically saying you're you are nearly at the place where we would um, where we would say you are suitable for the loan, but you're about fifty thousand short, and you need to show an ability to raise a, a, f- a further fifty thousand dollars in this next financial year. Uh, and and as I was talking with some people and, and getting advice on that, um, God really put it in my heart that if we could raise it through this Vision Builders. Program, if we could raise about 30 grand for the building over this 12 months, that would go a long way to showing the bank that we can fulfill the loan. Because he said that we can take these pledges and use it as future forecast income. So that's getting really into the weeds of what we're going to use this for. Um, But so our giving is going to go towards that. We want to put a a massive sign on the building um, to say C3 Church, Joondalup, to let people know that it's open. Uh, and we want to give into the areas of our kids ministries and our youth ministries, establishing a strong youth ministry and, and strengthening what we do for our kids. So that is the heart of um, what we are believing for. I'm believing God for that around that thirty grand mark over this twelve months that we can raise as a church. Um, but I to today just focus again on being what is the, what is it being a vision builder. What is the heart of that? And looking to scripture and. And going to God and asking Him to help us um, in that regard. So if you're a visitor here today, again, I said, um, this is just something we're doing as a, as a family and we want to welcome you to be a part of it and not to feel awkward but, and not to feel obligated to take part. Um, it's just a great coincidence that you're here on this Sunday. But I pray God will bless you through the message as well. Um, so let's read. If you've got your Bibles, would you turn with me to 1 Chronicles chapter 28? 1 Chronicles chapter 28. Um, And we're going to read verses 1 and we're going to read all the way to uh, verses 10. So I'll just pull that up. And we're going to be looking at the life of David and how God had uh, given him a heart that was after God's own heart. And we can see in the life of David, um, a heart of a vision builder, a heart of somebody that would be a part of building something bigger than themselves. So let's read Um, Chapter 28, verses 1 to 10. And it says, David summoned all the officials to Israel, to Jerusalem, the leaders of the tribes, the commanders of the army divisions, the other generals and captains, the overseers of the royal property and livestock, the palace officials, the mighty men, And all the other brave warriors in the kingdom, David rose to his feet and said, My brothers and my people, it was my desire to build a temple where the ark of the Lord's covenant, God's footstool could rest permanently. And I made the necessary preparations for building it. But God said to me, You must not build a temple to honour my name, for you are a warrior and have shed much blood. Yet the Lord, the Lord, the God of Israel, has chosen me. From among all my father's family to be the king over Israel forever. For he has chosen the tribe of Judah to rule. And from among the families of Judah, he chose my father's family. And from among my father's sons, the Lord was pleased to make me king over all Israel. And from among my sons, for the Lord has given me many, he chose Solomon to succeed me on the throne of Israel and to rule over the Lord's kingdom. He said to me, Your son Solomon will build my temple and its courtyards, for I have chosen him as my son, and, it will, and I will be his father. And if he continues to obey my commands and regulations as he does now, I will make his kingdom last forever. So now, with God as our witness, and in the sight of all Israel, the Lord's assembly, I give you this charge. Be careful to obey all the commands of the Lord your God so that you may continue to possess this good land and leave it to your children as a permanent inheritance. And Solomon, my son, learn to know the God of your ancestors intimately. Worship and serve Him with your whole heart and a willing mind. For the Lord sees every heart and knows every plan and thought. If you seek Him, you will find Him. But if you forsake Him, He will reject you forever. So, Take this carefully. The Lord has chosen you to build a temple as his sanctuary. Be strong and do the work. What a wonderful passage of Scripture. Um, And we can see in that that David really had a heart of a a vision builder and that God had given David a heart after God's own heart. And I began to think about that as we read that and we we think David is, uh, you know, obviously a, a special character in the Bible and we might think that maybe our lives can't have an impact in the way that David's life had an impact because maybe he had something that we don't have or that maybe that his makeup was somehow special. I went to the football yesterday, the Waffle Grand Final, and, you know, I realised that I am different to those people on the, on the field. There is a reason <laughs> that I am not there and, and I am here and... But there, sometimes we can think like that in spirituality and in, in Christianity that maybe there are some super Christians that have it all together and those are the ones that God wants to use. But I just want to talk to that core issue of the heart. Being a man or a woman after God's own heart, that what we see in David's life that God had given him a heart that was after him is actually an invitation and a foreshadowing of what God wanted to do in every heart through Jesus. Are you with me? So when Jesus came and Jesus brought a new way of approaching God and a new connection to the Father, it was actually prophesied about Jesus, it, the, the, the impact that Jesus would have. In Ezekiel 36, he says, Then I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. Your filth will be washed away, and you will no longer worship idols. And I will give you a new heart. And I will put a new spirit in you and I will take out your stony, stubborn heart and give you a tender, responsive heart and I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. Can I just say something a little controversial? That David, under an old covenant and an old understanding of what relationship of of God was like, us now with Jesus and in a new covenant have been renewed into a place that David didn't have access to in his life. We've been given a renewed heart through Jesus. So, so guess what? You're not missing anything in your life. Your spiritual makeup isn't deficit in anything. God has given you a transformation in your heart so that you can worship Him so that you can be a person after God's own heart. So to be a heart of a builder is to to really have a heart after God, is to have a heart that would worship God. And and we need to be people in our life that say the priority in our life is to, to worship God, is to seek the Lord while He may be found. And he actually tells his son Solomon that, that is the most important thing that he could do approaching this big task that God had called him to do is to be a seeker of the presence of God. In verses verses 9 of what we just read in chapter 28, and Solomon, my son, learn to know the God of your ancestors intimately. Worship and serve Him with your whole heart And a willing mind, for the Lord sees every heart and knows every plan and thought. If you seek Him, you will find Him, but if you forsake Him, He will reject you forever. So take this seriously. The Lord has chosen you to build a temple as His sanctuary. Be strong and do the work. There is power. In our worship, as you worship God, as you submit and surrender to God, there is a power that comes into your life more than you could get by planning what you need to do with your life or having the perfect uh, financial setup or or having maybe that they used to, back in the day, they used, I don't know who was encouraging it, but they would say, write down your ideal partner and the 10 points and and, you know, I want to... You know, you know, I'm, I'm sure Sam was like, you know, tall, dark and handsome and uh, I'm just being so silly now. But we can have all these plans, but God's way is so much better than our planning. So the best position you could be in your life as you as you're looking to build vision and to see what God would do is to say, "God, I surrender. Thank you, Lord. I surrender." To what you want to do, I want to worship you. So that heart of the builder is a a heart of a worshipper. And we see that in the life of David. He was a worshipper. He was somebody that sought God and he encouraged Solomon to seek God. But I, I love this point that David realized that what he was trying to build was not his own building. It was something for God. It was God's building. So I want to say to you that as we're approaching being a part of Vision Builders, A, I don't think that this church is the new temple. That's not what we're saying here. Okay, God's called the people together, us as a community, to be His church. And so wherever we are, there His church is. But as a community, we have identified that we want to keep and and possess land and we want to have a building that, that can be open to the community and we're not shy about it. We wanna, we wanna take ground for the kingdom. So we're not saying this is a new temple and that's not why I'm saying this, but what I'm saying is we can see as as, as David is wanting to build something for God, we can see a heart of a builder and you could apply those principles in your life and as you approach this, this building project and this vision builders thing, that you can see that A heart of a builder, there is something about it that that God wants to get into your world. And what I want you to realise is that the work is God's. We talked about over the last number of weeks that God gives vision for your life. You don't have to drum up a vision for your life. You don't have to drum up a plan for your life. God wants to give you His vision for your life. He has a plan for your life, a plan better than you could imagine, a plan more fulfilling than you could imagine it. And we are called to be in that place where we can say, God, I just want to surrender to what you want to do. And that man, Trying to fight it and trying to do it on your own because when you're operating in your own strength, all you have is your own strength. But when you're operating in the the plan and the favour of God, you're building as God is building and you're moving as God is moving. So there's something about momentum in your life and grace that comes in your life. I was saying to Sam the other day, I feel like I'm floating sometimes because I feel like God is leading me. And I want you to feel that as you realise that i you're building not your own life. You are building God's vision in your life. You're going to begin to see the grace that comes with that. When you say, I want to build something for God. David said, I want to build something for God. And I, I want to say, let, let's get that heart of a, of a builder in our life saying, I want my life to mean more than just Making a house for myself, making a name for myself. Lord, would my name be nothing, and Your name be glorified? Would Your name be honoured? So David realised that that it is God's building, it, and God takes ownership of it. See how God, as we're just reflecting back on what we read. David said, I was chosen from my father's house, from a, from a tribe. And then it was, then it was my father's tribe. And out of all his, all my brothers, I was chosen. And then from all my sons, Solomon was chosen. And if you begin to look at that, you see that God is intimately involved in the vision and the building of a temple because he is involved in his work. So what I'm saying to you is you're not building on your own. If you're building the thing that God has called you to build, God is actively involved in calling you and equipping you and and, and training you and positioning you. You're not alone, baby. God's with you as you build. God's with you as you build. So it's His work and and get this. So it's God's work and we are called to work alongside Him. We are, God is the builder and we are called to build alongside Him. Just because God is building doesn't mean that we do nothing. We are positioned to work with His uh, authority and with His, His empowerment. And, and David knew the importance of what, what was being built. And I love the, the Scripture in Matthew where, where Jesus says, I will build my church. I will build my church. Jesus takes ownership of what's being built and, 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 and God takes ownership of what's being built in your life because He knows that there is an importance of the church. I don't want you to to lose sight of the importance of what God is doing here in the life of the church. We might think, oh, here we go, just another fundraising activity that the church is doing. But I pray, would you begin to see a little deeper than that and just see what God is doing in the life of a church that will impact generations, that will impact nations, I just, I just want, want you to come come with me and dream what could be in the life of the church, because we might just get caught up. And in the previous sermons, I the, the question that we, we lo- love to ask is, God, what could be? Not what currently is or not what currently has been, because we don't want to get stuck in, in the problems of today or the failures of yesterday, but we want to see the possibility of tomorrow and to see that God can do amazing things through a community of believers that are committed to building the vision of God. So we we need to see the importance of what what God is building in this place. And I love that David didn't say all of this and say, well, uh, go at it and just watch from the side. David leads by example. A heart of a builder that wants to build vision, is somebody that that says, I am going to lead by example. I'm not going to expect people to do that which I would not do. And so we're going to get this from the next chapter. So chapter 28 is where we just read. And now I want you to come with me to chapter 29, verses 1. Chapter 29 of 1 Chronicles, verses 1. It says, Then King David turned... To the entire assembly and said, My son Solomon, whom God has clearly chosen as the next king of Israel, is still young and inexperienced. The work ahead of him is enormous, for the temple he will build is not for mere mortals, it is for the Lord God himself. Using every resource at my command, I have gathered as much as I could for building the temple of my God. Now there is enough gold, silver, bronze, iron, and wood as well as great quantities of onyx, other precious stones, costly jewels, and all kinds of the fine stone and marble. And now because of my devotion to the temple of my God, I am giving all my own private treasuries of gold and silver to help in the construction. This is in addition to the building materials I have already collected for His holy temple. I am donating more than 112 tons of gold, from Ophir and two sixty-two tonnes of refined silver to be used for overlaying the walls of the buildings and for the other gold and silver work to be done by craftsmen. Now then, will you follow my example and give offerings to the Lord today? Then the family leaders, the leaders of the tribes of Israel, the generals and the captains of the army and the king's administrative officers all gave willingly for the construction of the temple of God. And they gave about 188 tons of gold, 10,000 gold coins, 375 tons of silver, 675 tons of bronze, and were, and were deposited in the treasury of the house of the Lord under the care of Jelil, a descendant of Gershon. And the people rejoiced over the offering, for they had given freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord. And King David was filled with joy. I... I began to see as David led by example, the powerful uh, message that a life of example can bring to those around you. And obviously, um, as as pastor of this church, I am taking part in this offering. This is not something I'm expecting us to do. And I'm not equating myself to David in this story. But as we see David leading by example, all the nation was watching him and, and they were following his example And his son was watching him. And I I believe these chapters are a wonderful couple of chapters you can draw about fatherhood and motherhood and the the power of influencing the next generation. And it's done through example. It's done through being somebody that would lead the way by what you do rather than just what you say. David was an example of generosity. And I, I wonder in our life, as we, as we decide to lead from the front in every area of our life, who is watching your example in your world? Who is watching your example of what is important to you? Is it your family? Is it those around at work? Because a lot of the people at work say, what did you do on the weekend? And oh, I went to church. What's that? No, I went to church. Speak up. I can't hear you. Because sometimes we get oh, a little, oh, why would you do that? But I want to just say to you that the power of your example can have a runoff effect on those around you. You don't even know how, what an example your life can, can be just by living what, what you want to value, living those priorities that God has set in your life as you value the presence of God and as you value the power of prayer and, and, and a word of faith that people are watching you and people are taking up. And, and I believe that people are going to find um, something through your testimony of how you live. A heart of a builder wants to lead by example. And and obviously a heart of a builder is somebody that has a generous heart. There is a cost to being a vision builder and and you've been counting the cost as you've been thinking about how you want to be a part of that. And you've been seeing that it will, maybe you have to cancel a subscription or stop having so many coffees. I don't know what it is that it's going to, where it's going to cost you, but there will be a cost. And I feel there should be a cost as we want to bring an offering to the Lord um, because it's not, to a man, it's not to a person. It's something that we want to devote to God. And I love in, in the Scripture right there, it says, And the people gave willingly. And out of a willing heart, there was this joyfulness. There was this joy to be able to give financially into what God was building. And I love what David says. Let's come with me to verses 10 of chapter 29. And it says, Then David praised the Lord in the presence of the whole assembly. O Lord, the God of our ancestor Israel, may you be praised forever and ever. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness, the power, the glory, the victory and the majesty. Everything in the heavens and on earth is yours. O Lord, and this is your kingdom. We adore you as the one who is over all things. Wealth and honour come from you alone. For you rule over everything. Power and might are in your hand. And at your discretion, people are made great and given strength. Oh, our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. But who am I and who are my people that we could give anything to you? Everything we have has come from you and we give you only what we, what you first gave us. We are here for only a moment, visitors and strangers In the land as our ancestors were before us, our days on earth are like passing like a shadow, gone too soon without a trace. O Lord, our God, even this material we have gathered to build a temple to honour your holy name comes from you. It all belongs to you. I know, my God, that you examine our hearts and we rejoice when you find integrity there. You know I have done all this with good motives and I have watched your people offer their gifts willingly and joyously. O Lord, the God of our ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, may your people always want to obey you. See to it that their love for you never changes. Give my son Solomon the wholehearted desire to obey all your commands, laws, and decrees, and do everything necessary to build this temple for which I have made these preparations. Then David said to the whole assembly, give praise to the Lord your God and and the entire assembly praised the Lord, the God of their ancestors, and they bowed low and knelt before the Lord and the king. I love what David says there. As we're getting ready to wrap this up and and take up that that offering and make our pledges and commitments to the Lord, I love at the end there at verses uh, twenty. He says, "Give praise to the Lord." So what we're going to do is we're going to put on a worship song, and I want to just encourage you take some time to uh, worship God. And, and, and realize that as you're giving, it's to God. And I want you to take some time, think about um, how you want to participate. And really practically, it's, it says your name and your details and then what amount that you'd like to give, whether it's weekly, fortnightly, monthly or a one-off. Would you just take some time to fill that out? And then after the worship song, I'm just going to invite you to come up and, and place that in. But David has a really good perspective on, on giving. Is that we're giving out of a place of not of ownership but of stewardship that what we have is actually God's our money is not our own that's hard to say because it's in my bank account and I can pull it out but David knew David knew that everything he had was from God so what